This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network. Learn more at trine.edu. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Onliners Podcast, a podcast that dives deeper into the exciting world of online education. Featuring myself, Kirsten, and my colleague and good friend, Cody. Hi, everyone. We are two higher education professionals at Trine Online, a team within Trine University located in Angola, Indiana. Thank you for listening. Hello, and welcome to the Onliners Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Today, we are going to be talking about academic integrity. To start this episode, we have a question for you, our listeners. Why do students cheat? As faculty, we know that some students cheat, but do you know why they cheat? One reason might be that students don't understand what constitutes cheating and plagiarism, and they aren't aware of their repercussions. Students might cheat because they do not have enough time due to procrastination or because they have too many assignments to complete. Another reason students may cheat is based on the type of course they are enrolled in and whether it is required for their degree program or it's an elective. A fourth reason students may cheat is apprehension and anxiety about a course. Courses with limited instructional support and or interaction can cause students to feel this way. Research repeatedly shows that students who feel disconnected from their course, instructor, or their peers are more prone to cheat. Cheating or academic misconduct can happen in any course environment, whether seated, blended, or online. Knowing the whys can help faculty and administrators find solutions to strengthen student academic integrity and help limit opportunities for cheating. We know that ultimately academic misconduct is a student choice. However, we need to do our part to ensure that students understand what academic integrity means and explain to students what is considered misconduct. One way to promote academic integrity is to not only have students read and acknowledge the institution's academic integrity policy, but also to describe the repercussions for violating the policy. We can also help students by teaching them how to cite their work and not assume that they already know how to do it. Include a mini lesson on how to avoid plagiarism in your course. Make sure students know what the policies are and how to seek out resources for help. Require students to utilize the institution's library for scholarly resources. For the writing assignments in your course, consider using a similarity checker for written assignments such as Turnitin. You may want to include a statement about running papers through the plagiarism checker on your course syllabus, but also in the assignment instructions. A statement will help deter students from intentionally plagiarizing their assignments. In the assignment instructions, it also helps provide students with a Turnitin percentage maximum. For example, should students not have more than a 20% similarity to their referenced works? This ensures that the majority of their submission is original thought with 20% or less references to outside work to support the ideas. You can also provide an example of a prior student's successful work, with their permission of course, for major writing assignments. This helps students understand the components of a successful submission as well as anything that can make it better. An example gives students a clear understanding of the assignment. Another recommendation is to establish multiple due dates for longer papers with writing assignments that build upon another throughout the semester. This is referred to as scaffolding. Scaffolding assignments help with reducing anxiety often associated with high stakes papers. 
And finally, provide a rubric or some type of detailed grading criteria before students begin the writing assignment so that they understand how the assignment will be graded. If you prefer to give tests in your course, here are some recommendations on how to reduce cheating through tests. Lower grade pressure by administering several low-stake exams throughout the term. Also, be sure to randomize the order of questions along with multiple choice answers. Exam settings within most LMSs will allow you to easily do this. Another measure you might want to take is to rotate test and assignment topics each semester. It is also helpful to include some critical thinking questions in your test. For example, open-ended questions or essay questions. Another suggestion to aid in lowering academic dishonesty in your classes is to incorporate assignments that require application of knowledge rather than utilizing questions that can easily be looked up. You could also survey students at the beginning of the course to find out their interests and reasons for taking the course. What learning goals your students have and how can you meet those goals? This idea was actually discussed previously in a past Onliners podcast episode titled, Analyzing Your Learner. With the feedback obtained from the survey, you can incorporate supplemental materials or steer discussions in a way to meet the interests and learning goals of your students. This helps connect the learners to the material and helps to create an engaging learning experience. Research shows that students engaged in their courses are less likely to cheat. So far in this episode, we have talked a lot about recommendations you could include in your course to improve academic integrity. Now we're going to move on and share some things we are doing in Try and Align to strengthen the integrity of our programs. So one thing that we use and that we've already talked about in this episode is that we utilize Turnitin in all of our online courses. Turnitin was mentioned earlier, if you aren't familiar with this. It is an internet-based similarity checker that helps prevent plagiarism by detecting unoriginal content in your students' papers. Turnitin can also be a tool for students to learn the importance of proper attribution, especially when they are given permission to access their similarity reports. Turnitin is integrated into our learning management system, Moodle. This makes it fairly seamless for students to upload and view their submissions and for instructors to comment on and grade their assignments. Once the Turnitin assignment is submitted, Turnitin checks for similarities across a large database of papers and resources all over the internet and generates a similarity report. If text is found in the student's paper that matches or is similar to another resource, the text is flagged with information about the similarity. This also checks student papers for similarity that they have submitted previously for their own work. We also have Respondus Lockdown Browser available for our faculty to use as they see fit. The Lockdown Browser utilizes a special browser that locks down the test environment within the LMS. This prevents students from accessing other websites or applications and are not permitted to print or copy the screen. The Respondus Monitor feature integrates the student's webcam with the Lockdown Browser to create an online proctored exam from home. If you are using the monitor option of the software or a similar software, make sure to include a student consent. We don't require online faculty to use Respondus, but it is available for them to use if they choose. This is a great alternative to a live proctored exam. However, it's not always a perfect alternative. For example, in one case, we had a faculty member who wanted to utilize monitor for open book exams, but the students who had an ebook weren't able to access their book because of the browser lockdown. Respondus does have a setting to permit access to certain domains, however, the instructor hadn't taken into account the use of ebooks during the exam. 
Another issue we've heard comes from the, our accessibility office. Respondus is not compatible with all screen readers. This can pose an issue for students who use a screen reader. In those special cases, our accessibility office is more than willing to make arrangements with the instructor to proctor the student via Zoom or other web conferencing platforms. It was mentioned earlier that students may cheat because they run out of time or have too many assignments to complete. Students also get confused when due dates throughout a course are complicated or not consistent. While Trine Online doesn't require faculty to standardize their due dates, we do encourage faculty to give students an entire week to submit their assignments. We know that students take online courses because they need flexibility in their busy schedules. And with that, simplicity and consistency with due dates are a way to help students plan their study time and also helps them succeed in their courses. One thing we've done is standardize the start and end dates for every week of a course. A new course begins each Monday and ends each Sunday. We labeled each week as week one, week two, etc. in our standard online course template that is used in all of our online courses. The template helps provide a consistent framework for every online course we have. We also provide faculty with a table for each semester that identifies the week number and dates for each week. And we provide a course schedule template with pre-populated weeks that include the dates. This takes a bit off the instructor so that they do not have to find the dates, but it also helps with delivering that consistent message to students. We know we can improve upon that by giving time estimates for completion of the learning activities and assignments each week of the course. Sharing a time estimate with students helps them be more efficient when they're planning out their study time throughout a course. Additionally, there are measures we'd like to improve on as a result of our research. We recognize that online course design plays an important role in avoiding plagiarism in situations which involve cheating. It is important to communicate clear due dates, encourage cognitive learning strategies, and be better at providing information on how to get help. We like to think that all of this happens in our online courses, and in many cases it does, but we also realize that in many cases it can be improved. I actually had an example of this from yesterday. A, stu a student had emailed me about downloading software for an upcoming assignment. He asked whether he needed to create an account and whether there was a direct link to download the software. To me, the assignment instructions and tutorials had been pretty clear, but I reread and rewatched the video and realized that neither step was included in my instructions. I had made the mistake of assuming that students would know how to download the software from the tools that I had provided, but this hadn't been the case. So as a result of the student's email, I will improve the instructions by making them more detailed and not assume that students would just know how to download the software. I'd like to include one final comment before we conclude this episode. Assignments that require students to apply their academic knowledge to their personal and professional worlds will make it more difficult to copy from a peer or from the internet. These type of assignments can also be more engaging for students because they can incorporate their own experiences into their work. I think this final strategy can be very beneficial for students. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. We hope you found this episode helpful. We appreciate all of you listening to the podcast, and we would love to hear from you. Please connect with us on Facebook at The Onliners Podcast, or send us an email to theonliners at trine.edu. We would love for you to share what you like most about our episodes or share ideas for upcoming episodes. We love hearing from you, and thank you for joining. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network. 
Learn more at trine.edu.